Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Charm Studio podcast for heart-centered artists and heart-centered writers. My name is Thea Fiore Bloom. I am the journalist and the artist behind the Charm Studio blog over at www.thecharmstudio.com and the Charm Studio podcast. And today I want to ask you kind of a personal question. I wouldn't ask you at a party, but I'll ask you now. How big is your mailing list? And are you happy with it? And if your mailing list is small and it freaks you out, this podcast is for you. If your mailing list is larger, but it seems kind of like a dried out cod that it is not providing any inspiration, connection, monetary reward, this podcast is also for you. This is going to be based on um, a guest post I did years back for a blog called Skinny Artist, uh, helmed by Drew Kimball, who's a wonderful guy. And um, it, I'm going to give you some a journey into some things I learned about how appreciating that the, the subscribers you already have can open the door to extraordinary things. So I want to just start by saying this, the email list for my blog is small. And it used to be small, not like small as in, oh my God, I only have a thousand people small. My email list is plain old small as in tiny. In fact, (laughs) my mailing list is so small that if I told you exactly how many people are on it right now, you'd probably do something drastic like rush to your kitchen and make me a grilled cheese and some cocoa to comfort me. And I really appreciate the thought, but I'm good, I swear. Because when I started out for years, my mailing list was so tiny and now it's it still would be considered small, but I, I don't need any cocoa and I don't need any grilled cheese because when I stopped chasing after growing my numbers and I started investing time in the people I already had on my list, these four incredibly weird and wonderful things occurred, okay? But before I get into those, you might be wondering, why is this poor woman's list so small to begin with? I mean, she's got a podcast and she's supposedly a professional. What's the problem? Um, How could I have her as someone to lead me if she doesn't even have that? Well, for starters, the reason my list was tiny when I first wrote this post for Skinny Artists and why my list is still small considered by, uh, would definitely, uh, marketers would still feel sorry for me, um, is because the topic of the, the blog that I originally started, The Charm Studio, is really unusual. I help artists reconnect with what they find most meaningful in their creative practice, and I give them ideas on how to write about their work with more clarity, with more passion, with more authenticity, with more confidence, you know? So when I originally attempted to promote the blog on social media, it's a long story. I was on social, it's a short story. I was on social media for two days. I freaked out and never went on it again. But when I first attempted to promote the blog there, I realized I was getting caught up in the very things that I was trying to help my readers let go of. And that felt really bad to me. So I decided to opt out of Facebook and opt out of Twitter and opt out of Instagram since ever since then. And I may stay off them forever. Although I don't 
discourage you guys from doing so. I have a, a, a good podcast called Bye Bye Facebook if you are tired of social media, and I'll link to that in the show notes. But I really get fired up when my coaching clients love social media and use one um, like Facebook or Instagram or YouTube. They love one of those and they pour their heart into it and they get great results. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. I like social media if you use it creatively and if it feeds you, but it did not, I did not use it creatively. It did not feed my soul. It freaked out my soul. So instead of stressing out and trying to do Facebook live events and like making Instagram vines, I just started focusing on improving the quality of the blog, the quality of each blog post I wrote, the quality of the paintings and drawings and illustrations, the quality of the, I, I actually started, I had time to proofread um, my blog, right? I had time, right? Because I wasn't doing much else. So in the beginning, every time I got a new subscriber, I was so aware of it. And so it was like a miracle, especially without social media. So I jumped around my house. I jumped around my house like a black Labrador. Like, you know, you ever see a black lab that's reunited with his owner at an airport or even after a long day at work and you come home and you have a lab. They're just so excited and wonderful. To, they're so happy to see you. That's how I was. So I would be jumping around and I checked out each new subscriber's website and I was just because usually you could see if somebody subscribes I used to have um, also uh, in my subscribe form if people wanted to leave their website information but often you can see their website information anyway because it's in their email address it'll be like you know June the artist at junetheartist.com so Anyway, I checked out their websites and I was just just thrilled at the what I was seeing. These amazing vessels, these clay vessels, or these amazing um, collage artists. Um, I, I just was so inspired by what was happening in their world. So right around then, I, at the same time, and looking at this the, the high quality art, I was reading uh, all the blogs by a guy named Darren Rouse, who's the founder of ProBlogger. And in this one blog, he re he argues that bloggers should, I love this, they should revisit the cooperative old school values of the blogosphere was founded on, these win-win values of helping others and getting to know your readers. And, you know, um, I really, I love that. I think it's a great thing to hearken back to. So Darren suggests that one way to do this is to have this kind of beautiful win-win community with readers is to, quote, make your readers famous. And you do that by including them somehow in your blog. So Darren's post really like got me psyched up to go ahead and ask these new subscribers when they occasionally came in, like every two weeks, one subscriber, you know, whatever is to ask them if in a personal email, if I could showcase a specific piece of their art that I had seen on their website in one of my past or future posts, okay? So I also asked my new readers like if they were struggling with anything, if they wanted to see a post on it because I was struggling in the beginning for topics and not sure what to write about. And initially I was just so terrified to do this. And I tell you why because I was positive that people would do three things after receiving my email. Number one, I thought they'd accuse me of stalking them for combing through their website. 
Number two, I was for sure they would throw tomatoes at me. And then absolutely they would follow it up by number three, unsubscribing. But the weirdly enough, you know, when you leap in the net will appear, the opposite happened. I started to get back these really excited emails and they were packed with all this beautiful stellar art and all these insightful ideas for new posts. And I started these conversations with these really cool artists like the collage artist that you'll see on the cover photo for this podcast is a is a woman that initially subscribed many, many years ago, I think five years ago when I first started the blog, um, named Sean Marie Hardy. And her collages are not uh, digital, they're analog, which just means that she cuts them out with a scissor. Anyway, so I would get to know these people that would make these collages with like 100 pieces in them. And, you know, I started forming these friendships with them and being, it really felt, made me feel legitimate as a blogger that I was, I was doing a service and they were appreciative and that made me feel more excited to write and more excited to show them my art. And they were coming, starting to come and now are all from all over the globe. And I'm beginning to understand what the heck blogger Jeff Goins means by the term, quote, finding your tribe. So here are four things that I bet can happen for all of us if we choose to focus on the readers we already have as opposed to the ones we don't. Let me give you these four benefits. What happens if you would honor your individual subscribers, whether you have a larger list or a smaller list? The first thing that's going to happen that you'll receive as a gift for slowing down and focusing on individual readers is that you'll no longer sweat it coming up with topics like you used to because you'll get them from your subscribers a lot of the times. My improved open and click rates really let me knew, know that I was writing more on the topics my readers wanted or needed to read about. And the most popular posts on the Charm Studio, aside from the articles that help you write better or articles about um, some wonderful maverick artists like Beatrice Wood, are... The most popular articles are based on interviews. And I asked a subscriber to elaborate on a meaningful story they shared with me in an email or in the comment section of my blog, and then I would weave it into a post. And you guys can do this too. You don't have to be a journalist to incorporate a couple of quotes, lines, or interviews in a blog post. And if you have trouble with this, you can always reach out to me in the contact section of the blog. And I will definitely give you some resources that will help you out and make it a lot easier for you if you have trouble with it. But if you just try it, I think you're going to see it's wonderful. And it makes people feel so good. The people that you quoted feel like a movie star. And then they share that post with everybody on social media. And that will pulls more wonderful people, people that are your kind of people to your site. Okay. And I'm going to leave a, an example in the show notes of a few articles um, and podcasts that I've done based on the lives of uh, an incident or a, a really wonderful event or something people, someone has overcome in the life of one of my subscribers. I have so many good examples of that. So the thing that's so cool about this is that you think, oh, this one personal story is not going to fit my readership. But it seems to me that what one artist cares really deeply about it usually resonates with other like-minded artists who read the blog. And it's like, they're like, oh my God, me too. I'm not alone. So that brings me to number two. The second wonderful boom that's going to happen if you slow down and start to look at the beauty that's already around you in your mailing list is, and you don't have to 
and it, you don't have to mail, you don't have to wait to do this for new subscribers. You can reach out and contact people who are already subscribed. Okay, so is the the second boon is comments and getting comments in your comment section. See, before I interact with my readers, I rarely got any comments. The comment section in a blog that I once had, I was, had a freelance writer site before the Charm Studio. It was called theafiorybloom.com. And the comment section there was a refuge for moths, okay? I received, are you, wait for it. I received two comments in two years. <laughs> so if you're feeling bad about comments, just think about that. But since I've started listening to and interacting with subscribers more, I can enjoy, oh gosh, now I'm so blessed. There's sometimes I get 50 comments on a post. Not all the time. It has to really ring into the heart of people. It usually has to be something I was terrified to write in order to do that well. Um, but I just want to tell you that if you are discouraged about comments, I'm going to put a link in the show notes too to a, a popular podcast I did on how to get more comments on your um, art blog. So I wonder if readers started to comment if, because they felt more comfortable because I um, knew them. They knew me. They didn't have to take such a risk, right? They didn't know me personally, but they knew me via email. I mean, you know, they didn't know me. I didn't have coffee with them. but And also because I subscribed to their blogs and I left comments on their posts because back in Black Labrador, you know, excitement stage, I was so excited to contact them and I read through their blogs and I read through their old blog posts sometimes and would leave comments on things that made me really excited or happy or helped me or if I saw a piece of art that I loved. And that's magic. I mean, uh, you know, how do you feel when somebody, you wake up and you see somebody's left a comment on your blog? You should be so excited and you should definitely answer it. And that's something I go to, go through in that uh, blog post on how to receive more comments. But that's a story for another day. So reading my subscribers' blogs really helped me feel empathy, to help me feel joy and help me feel inspired by all of my individual readers. Many of you guys who I, I are probably listening now, and I'm so grateful to you all for inspiring me over the years with the things that you say in the comments and with the with the emails that you send back to me after I send out a post or the times when I haven't sent out a post like I had a long patch I think in COVID year where I didn't send out anything and people would write me to see how I was doing and it just really touched me thank you so much so here's number three thing you can do to build a better more beautiful blog if you slow down and you pay attention to who you're already blessed with number three is that your blog becomes incredible. It becomes much stronger. And not spending hours a day chasing after new subscribers on social media, it slows things down enough so that you have time to improve your blog. How do you, How could you improve your blog? There's time to edit your old writing. You could get a program, free program like Grammarly and just go through and correct misspellings, which you'll be amazed to see how many there are. Um, and it's a great feeling to get those cleaned up. The punctuation errors and linking link errors, links that go nowhere. There's always, you can check out those. There's time to, to follow through on these like big creative ideas that you'd like to do someday, maybe projects for your blog. That's wonderful. Um, so your readers can also help you literally make your blog gorgeous at like, like I was talking about Sean Marie with the collages is that I started to use art by these amazing artists in my blog posts and my 
people would subscribe and comment to me that one thing they loved was seeing what other subscribers to the blog were making and doing. And it created a kind of virtual community. And it, it wasn't so competitive. It was like, you know, more like Sesame Street, where everybody was in it all together. Um, so I highly recommend that of not being so fearful. And a lot of art business people, marketers would tell you, you know, there's not enough room for you to do that. And everybody told me, I, I put art up from other artists and I put a link. I put the title, I put the medium, and then I put a link to their website on every every under every image of theirs that I would use. And I was told by marketing people and even by other artists that that was bad, that I shouldn't put a link to their website because people will leave the page and go to their website. It's like, ah, mazel tov, you know, it's fine. If they, I'm happy if they, if the post wasn't fascinating enough for them to finish it and then go hit that link, they go link, they go out there earlier. That's fine because there's enough room for everybody. There's enough for everyone. You know, it's an abundant universe. And so I'm so happy when artists tell me that they looked at their uh, back page uh, statistics and saw that a bunch of people came over from my site to their site to see their art. And they're thankful for that. That makes me so happy. And then in turn, these wonderful people would link to my site and they would put up, you know, posts. Sometimes they would tell me, sometimes they wouldn't. It's so nice. They would just like put a, a mention for the charm studio in their newsletter. And it's like, that's the that's win-win model of the blogosphere, old school. And it's what heart-centered artists are good at. And why can't we do it? It's free. It makes us happy. It lowers our blood pressure, probably, you know. <laughs> um, so I want to end with the benefit, the last benefit out of the four. It was the least the one I expected the least, clueless about it. It was the four thing is if you slow down and if you pay attention to your people and their beauty, you can monetize your blog without feeling like a used car salesman. So let me explain. I was always planning on finding a way to monetize my blog that didn't feel sleazy. And I rationalized that I would try to sell some logo t-shirts down the road, like maybe when lightning struck the foot of my bed or something. Um, or I thought that I would make a gallery for my art and put it up on the site and then have everybody try to send people over to my art, my Etsy shop and all that kind of stuff. But it didn't happen I, uh, that I wasn't focused on that. I was just focusing on these great relationships instead and the writing and making my art privately. So, but then one day when, as I was focusing on all this this other stuff, this community and, and the inspiration of everyone else, that what, it was like the one of the first Decembers, I remember that the blog was out. Maybe I had it up for a year. Uh, this really charming subscriber wrote me a very surprising email. And she told me, you know, Thea, I love your writing style. And she asked me, can I pay you to help me write and send out my first newsletter? And I was there I was that black lab again, right? Jumping around. Woo! for like 20 minutes and then I froze you know why I froze because the fear kicked in the fear of being an imposter the fear of disappointing this potential client the fear of succeeding the fear of calling myself a mentor or a coach writing coach can you relate so but I got over it breathed I put together a writing coaching sales page anyway 
And I ended up working with that reader. And together we made her dream of a newsletter launch come true in two months, we made it a reality. And now she really looks forward to writing her own newsletter. And she, I still work with her to this day on different projects. So since then, to my amazement, so many other creative subscribers landed on that coaching page, hired me on an ongoing basis. I've helped them for years and I, they're, they're, they're my inspiration and helping them to publish their first post and keep sending out posts. But then what it really morphed into, even though I never had the word book anywhere on my coaching page. Now I might, I do, I think. Nah, maybe in the, the testimonials, but not even in the copy. And people started asking me if I could help them write their books and start their books and form a writing habit for their books. And that took off. And it was something I'd love to do is to help artists begin long-term life dream projects in a creative way and not an, a, a linear way, you know, not in a stuffed down uptight way, but in a way that uh, takes advantage of visual thinking. So anyways, to my amazement, that happened and it kept happening. And so and then I, you know, I just wanted to, the reason I'm telling you this is that would readers have actually hit a PayPal button, a buy now button that I used to have PayPal buttons on my coaching page. Now I don't. But would they have hit those buttons if they hadn't gotten to know me, if they hadn't gotten a sense of who I truly was via our constant emails back and forth? Do you think they would? Would you? I mean, how often do you hire a mentor or something like that site without having some sort of warm relationship with them. I mean, you might take a class, but you're not going to hire a coach. So it was so cool that I, so that, that on like kind of love, that's what it is. I'm embarrassed to say it, but it's a love from the, from your website to others hearts goes out and they feel it, that you want to contribute to their life, that you're excited about their contributions to, to your um, endeavors. Uh, that creates this beautiful bonfire in your heart. And it will bring in the incredible financial boons if you can ground and work on your prosperity stuff and um, give them incredible value and help them with whatever you come up with. It could be th through the sale of your art to them, but it could be other services or other gifts that you have that you end up coming up with. And I would love for you to think about that too. Uh, and if you're in touch with them, they'll tell you. That's what's so cool. You don't have to go to a 35-day workshop, you know, with Byron Katie or whatever for $10,000, although I love her and I would love to go to that workshop. Don't get me wrong. But to find out, you know, what you could monetize your blog with, your subscribers will tell you. They know better than you a lot of the times. They'll tell you if you're open and you're communicative with them. And that's my feeling. I bet a lot of people would poo-poo that and say no, but that's how I feel. And I think you might see that that's true for you. So anyway, let's review again. If uh, the gifts of a small mailing list and the gifts of slowing down are number one, you learn how to truly listen to your readers. Number two, you can enjoy being heard and accepted by them in return. Number three, you get to feel the joy of helping others live their creative dream. And number four, you get to live your own creative dream as a result. It's not bad, right? So let's go over to, those are the four benefits, but let me just, let's go over quickly and review the 
those are the four emotional benefits. But here are the four practical benefits of having a small mailing list and honoring subscribers. Number one is you get a fresh fountain of good ideas. Remember that. Number two, you'll get comments in your comment section. Number three, you're going to build a better, more beautiful, physical blog or newsletter. Number four, you're going to monetize your blog without feeling like a used car salesman, okay? And, it, you know, you could just ask people if you don't have a blog with comment section or you, you know, like um, a subscriber of mine, Kristen, she asks people, she writes a newsletter with her beautiful art in it, and then she asks subscribers to tell her what they think. And, and, and I'm sure you've seen that a lot of artists do that. But if you open up the conversation, people will hit reply. Just tell them hit reply and tell me what you think of some of the points I make here. Or if you need help with anything, hit reply. So use that idea of hit reply. If you just have a newsletter and not a blog, which I really think you should. I love blogs more than newsletters. And I'll have a post about that in a blog, a podcast about that soon. But um, either way, if you have a newsletter, this would work too. You don't need to have a blog to make this work. Um, so what do you think? Have you ever worried that you didn't have enough readers? If you feel content with the amount of readers, what did you do to get there? I'd love to know in the comments on the um, my post on this, or which I'll leave you a link to in the show notes. Or you, if you have any tips on upping, you know, reader engagement and reader joy, I'd love to hear those as well. Um, so that's it. But you can always find me at www.thecharmstudio.com slash contact or www.thecharmstudio.com slash writing coaching for artists. Okay. Your art is always there for you. And you know what? So am I. So if you need anything, you can always let me know. I want you to stay brave and wild and free and strong and full of self-love and drink some water. Okay. I'll see you on the next podcast. Thank you so much for being here.